um, that we, we contribute together, that we belong together, and uh, that actually in doing that, we're all different. That's the amazing thing about the body of Christ. We belong together, we form one body, but we're all different. Isn't that great? You don't have to be the same as everybody else. You can be yourself. You know, God's created you to be you. And uh, there's freedom in that and there's revelation in that. But, you know, you don't have to pray like someone else. You don't have to look like someone else. You don't have to act like someone else. Just be yourself. God's made you like you are. And that's precious. And, uh, you know, all these parts come together to form the church. And we're part of the church. We're not the whole thing. We're part of the church of Jesus in this nation and uh, in this city. And therefore, we need to understand that. And uh, so I'm going to carry on this morning and really talk about... um, giftings. Um, Because the main way that we contribute to the body of Christ is to use the gifts that God has given you. You know, people have been doing that all morning, and you probably haven't noticed. When you came in, there were people there who were smiling, hopefully. Morning, nice to see you. They were welcoming you. When, when you came in, people uh, had already been in and sorted out tea and coffee and you could get it. People are hosp- being, showing hospitality. When, when you came in, there are people there to help you uh, find out anything you needed to. People are using their gifts to welcome and to make you feel part of the church. When we started the service, people started to use their gifts to worship Jesus. Aren't you glad I wasn't playing? Shall I just do my bit? Chopsticks, yeah. We all have gifts, and, and it's important that we understand those gifts and we use them. And so I want to focus a little bit on it this morning, just try and unpack it a bit. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We were there last week. Next week, we're going to continue here in this passage just to uh, speak about the, uh, the most important thing about being the body. Okay, that's next week. Oh, no, it's not next week because Dave Campbell's here. It's the week after. Um, but here we go. Um, verse 4 of chapter 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. It's like a little mouse scurrying across the front there. It's great, isn't it? Don't worry. Come on, that's funny. Um, so I want to just talk this morning a little bit about uh, the gifts that God has given us and how we can use them. Because the way that we contribute is to use the gift. And the gift isn't just for church services, by the way. The gift is bigger than that. God has created us and invested himself in us. And so I want us to try and unpack that today, just try and get our heads around it and understand what it means. You see, teams work when everyone works to their strengths. When everybody does what they're gifted to do. I was reading um, in Brighton, uh, I think it was Brighton in 2017, Brighton Albion, um, I think they were promoted or something, I'm not a big football guy, but what happened on the day was they, everybody in, in, the, in the kind of uh, staff team got a bonus. And the groundsman got the same bonus as the player. That's good, isn't it? Because they recognised that the catering assistant got the same bonus as the players because their promotion had come not just from a few stars 
but from everybody doing the work. And you see, that's what the church is like. The church is about lifting and understanding that whatever success we have, whatever ministry we're able to achieve, whatever we do for God only occurs because everybody is involved. Each part plays its work. Each part contributes to the life of the church. And whether that's um, you know, encouraging, whether that's praying, whether that's giving, whether that's working, whether that, well, it doesn't matter, but it's important that each of us see and understand we are contributing to the whole. It's like that famous story of when they were building uh, a cathedral, wasn't it? And they came to one builder and they said to him, um, what are you doing? And they said, oh, I'm, I'm putting some bricks over here. And they came to another one. They said, what are you doing? I'm putting a window in. They came to the third one. They said, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a cathedral. It's perspective, isn't it? It's how you see and understand your perspective and what you do for God. And, you know, we have to elevate what we do and understand that it, sometimes it looks insignificant, but actually it, it makes a huge difference. This morning, Nathan's trying to follow me around the stage with a camera, uh, you know, because some people are watching it live at home and will watch it during the week. And if Nathan wasn't doing that, they couldn't do it. It's amazing how little response we get from Facebook Live until it's not on. And then people email me going, why isn't it on? Because I'm on holiday. Clear off. <laughs> why? Because someone's doing their job. Someone does the work. Someone steps up and is involved. And that's what church is all about. And so we need to understand that when we start to use our gifts, when we start to talk about teamwork, we understand that each of us has a part to play. Each of us has a contribution. So what does Paul say about gifts and how do we understand them? First of all, um, there is a PowerPoint. Yeah. Teams thrive when gifts are released. All gifts are f- for us to use to benefit others. It says that very clearly. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. In other words, it's, it's to help people. The gift that you have is not for you to look good. It's for you to help others look good. Hello? It's for you to serve somebody else. It's for you to make a difference in somebody else's life. It's for you. And it doesn't matter what the gift is. It doesn't matter the context that you use it in. It's for you to say, well, actually, God's given me this so I can help others and benefit others in some way. doesn't matter how that works. doesn't matter what it looks like. If you understand that, then that sanctifies the calling of God in your life. So if you're in a business position, the business calling upon your life is to do the best that you can so that the people who are involved in your business prosper and the service that you provide is the best it can be because that's the calling of God. So you to use it for the common good. It's not just to make money. It's not just to look good. It's to say, well, actually, this is how I use what God has given me. That's the purpose behind it. And I love this, that um, it doesn't matter what the gift is. Its purpose is to serve Jesus, the most gifted person who ever walked the planet of the earth. The planet of the earth. I was like planet of the apes then, but planet of the earth. Planet earth. He said, I have not come to be served, but to serve. He said, all the gifts that I have, everything that God's given me, everything that the Father's given me, the purpose of all of that is to serve the world. And if that works for Jesus, that works for us. And all the context, I love this, the way that it talks about it. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, everyone, it's the same God at work. Do you know what that means? It means that you don't have to do it the way everybody else does it. Some people prophesy like this, thus saith the Lord. The Lord is bringing his people into a new season. You know, some people do that. Other people go, I really feel God says uh, maybe this is the way. Doesn't matter, does it? One isn't more godly than the other. One isn't more anointed than the other. 
It's just people manifesting the gift of God. Some people are very hospitable, and they're out, outwardly so. Some people are very hospitable, but they're a bit quieter about it. doesn't matter. It, does, it's no, it doesn't have to be like everybody else. God has gifted us differently. The main thing is, whatever we do for God, do it to serve people. Whatever you do in your life, do it to serve. See, that puts a slightly different context. When you go to work tomorrow, see, remember, there are different kinds of work, but in all of them, you can serve God. So when you go into the office tomorrow, the factory or the school or whatever it is, you can be someone there who is able to use the gift that God has given you to benefit others. Or you can be a pain in the backside. We all know that, don't we, about the way we go to work. Anybody been to work and decided that today you're going to be a pain to everybody? Just me. But it's true, isn't it, how we approach it. We've got to understand it. I, 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 all gifts are for us, to be, for us to use to benefit others. And so we have to put that into our context and say, Lord, how I use this. You see, when we understand that, we recognize that we're stewarding the gift that God gives us. It doesn't belong to us. 1 Peter 4 verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. See, there's a whole new angle about serving. We are stewards of what God gives us. If you've got an incredible talent, remember God gave it you. Don't, don't think it's all about you. Be, be humble about it. Say, okay, Lord, how can I use this to help you and to further your cause? Otherwise, it becomes about, hey, look at me. I played the guitar then. Sorry, Ben. Hey, look at me. I've got a mic. See, it's not about our gifting. It's not about how we use what God's gifted us. Jesus told the parable of the, uh, the bags of gold that he gave. He gave one servant five bags of gold, one servant three bags of gold, one one bag of gold. And all of a sudden what happened was he said to them, put it to use. And so the one with five bags of gold went out and he produced five more. The one with three bags of gold went out and he produced three more. The one with one bag of gold did nothing. I don't know why he did nothing. In one sense, his was the easiest job. He only had one to reproduce. But he decided, you know what, I haven't got anything I can do. I can't do anything with this. My master's given it to me, but the only thing I can do is hand it back to him, the same as when he gave it to me. And when the master came back, he said to him, you wicked, lazy servant. Ooh. That doesn't sound like Jesus, does it? Oh, right, it's him telling the story. And the interesting thing about it is, is that Jesus was looking for a return from the, the gifts that he had given. And so therefore we need to recognise whatever God has gifted us to do, we need to find a way to use it. And, and it doesn't really matter where that happens, the issue is that we put it to use. Number two, some gifts are naturally developed. Okay, Romans chapter 12 says this, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serving. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I love that. Show mercy, do it cheerfully. Do you know what I mean? In other words, when you tell someone you forgive them, don't look like you've got a face that's been slapped by a cod. Do you know what I mean? I forgive you. Because God makes me forgive you, so therefore I'm going to forgive you. That is not fulfilling the purposes of God for your life. It's not functioning in the way that God would have you function. It's saying, you know what, I, 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 I've got this gift that I'm going to use. You know, if you're encouraged, don't you love people who are naturally encouraging? I would, could do with some of them right now. Come on. It's a shame when you have to beg for it though, isn't it? Let's be honest. Don't you love it when people are encouraging? Because they're people who bring that. So it's just part of who they are. You see, some of us, we're all wired differently. Some of us are wired to smile. All of us are wired to look like some of you do. That's fine. 
we accept everybody, don't we, here? We're not, we're not we're fussy. It's that understanding. We're wired differently. God has created us with gifts that are naturally developed in our lives. It's a DNA thing. It's, it's uh, you know, uh, we, we laugh. Julie and I laugh sometimes because of Ben and Tom. Because Ben is the spit of his mother, and Tom has been blessed beyond words. <laughs> He's like his dad. Do you know what I mean? And it's a DNA thing. And the character and the gifting, you can just see it coming out in both of them. And, you know, I'm not saying who's best, but obviously my kid is. But, you know, <laughs> sorry, Ben. It's, it's just the personality. Why? Because it's in us. And God and creation and our parents and all of that has given us gifts. And we need to recognize them and use them. It's wonderful to see them coming into use. You know, it's wonderful to see them become flourishing. Ben, my son, was playing the guitar this morning. And when he was doing his little twinkly bits, I'm going, oh, I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm just embarrassing him now. So it's just good. Why? Because it's, it's, you love to see those gifts come out. They're natural giftings. And it's okay to just... To, to use natural gifts is okay to recognize them. We don't have to be ashamed of the natural gifts that God God has created us like that. So use it. Bible says if you're a leader, then lead diligently. If you're a musician, play as best you can. If you're an encourager, then be the biggest encourager you can be. If you're a helper, then help as many people as you possibly can. If you're a teacher, then find a way that you can teach and encourage and build up people. If you're a prophet, then speak and pray and think about what God wants to say. Take responsibility for it. It's a natural gift that God's given you. Hone it and shape it because God wants to use what he's put within you. God has given us all gifts and abilities and passions and skills that are part of our makeup and we have to use them. And we see often they form the path of where people will come. Mercy people become doctors and counsellors and nurses and, and carers. Nothing worse than being looked after by a carer who hasn't got mercy in them. I remember an incident with a catheter once in hospital. It wasn't good. <laughs> Sorry, was that too much information? All I remember thinking is, I don't know how she qualified. <laughs> See, we love it because we need people who have mercy gifts to function in that area. There's nothing worse than a doctor who looks as if you're, as if you're the disease, not the disease of this. Not looking at Phoebe there. I was just, I was just, I was just, I was just looking that way. Honestly, just. It, we're all, we've all got those different gifts. Those gifts form who we want. We want people who are uh, encouragers to be coaches and mentors and motivational speakers. You know, one of the things I was, I was talking to, uh, Boyd, Boyd uh, is a pastor in New Zealand, great young guy, and, and now going into India, it's slightly difficult being a church pastor. And so when he went there, they said, um, so what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a motivational speaker. He said, what do you do? I motivate people everywhere across the world. To do better in their lives and believe that there's a better plan for them. And they went, oh, great, come in. <laughs> no problem. Why? Because it's who he is. He's a motivational person. Isn't it great when someone gets up to speak on a subject and they're filled up with it? Today, we're going to talk about mathematics. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reliving my school years. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it makes a difference. I had two maths teachers. One taught me O-level maths, and I got a U, friends. One taught me CSE maths and I got a grade one. What was the difference? One was a motivator. The other was an information imparter. Difference. Why? Because they were wired differently. See, if you're not wired to be a motivator, it's quite hard, isn't it? Anybody know the feeling? So God has gifted us. And we need to understand that. I need to carry on because I've got lots to say this morning. 
This is just the preamble. Some gifts are naturally developed and they're important. It's important because the natural gifts that you have will often be the context where you use the spiritual gifts that God's given you. See, it is possible to use a spiritual gift out of context, but if you're not an encourager, how many of you know, many of you are not going to cut prophecy for somebody else. Because if you don't come to church and think, oh, well, they, oh, they look a bit down, you know, let me give them a word of encouragement. If you're not even in that mental state, how many of you know you're probably not going to get a prophecy for them because you're just thinking about yourself? Ooh, that one hurt, didn't it? Because it's your natural disposition. It's the gifting. It's the way God's wired you that helps you move. It's how you develop your natural gifting that becomes the platform for using your spiritual gifting. Can I put it like that? See, see, some people just want to have spiritual gifts, but actually if you're not using your natural gifts, your spiritual gifts are never going to really flow. Amen, Dave. Great point. Thanks for sharing that. And sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be operating in spiritual gifts when we actually haven't even started to use the natural gifts that God's given us to serve others. And it causes a tension in our lives because we need to kind of get that in, in order. Okay, number three. Okay, so number two was some gifts are naturally developed. Number three, other gifts are spiritually activated. Now, listen to this verse again. I've put it up again and again. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. In other words, there comes a moment in your life when you have to step into something of the Spirit to use one of the gifts of the Spirit. You've got natural gifts, but somewhere along the line you have to step into a spiritual moment. There comes an activation because it's a manifestation of the Spirit. We could do with some manifestations of the Spirit in the church, don't you think? Some of us aren't so sure, are we? See, here's the deal. If we're prepared to live without the manifestation of the Spirit, that will be our experience. So we have to then say, I want to stir up the gift within me. We're going to get on to that. I, I, I need to activate something that God's put in with me. And, and Paul wants us to understand that spiritual gifts are spiritually activated, that they're stepped into, that there's a process to them, that we have to say, well, actually, I, I want to take hold of what God's given me. He gives us, Paul gives us a whole other set of gifts that we read earlier. They're amazing. They're spiritual gifts. He outlines them. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment of, speak, of spirits, speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues. And he says about these gifts, all these are the work of one and the same spirit. In other words, he says, just as we have different gifts and different natural gifts, these are the same thing. They're given by God for us to use. Oh, my belly hit the stand. Terrible thing when you've got a belly. You're going to have to make more room. Stage is too small for me. <laughs> Come, on, Come on. See, we need to take hold of it. The Spirit of God wants to release giftings in the church, spiritual gifts. He wants to release words of knowledge and words of wisdom. Ask yourself, my brother and sister, when was the last time you even looked and asked God for a word of wisdom for somebody in your life or even expected it or a word of knowledge? When was the last time you said, God, I want to use the gift of tongues that I received? Many of us have received the gift of tongues, but we don't activate it. We carry on. How many of us have said, Lord, I, I want to flow in that prophetic word that you, you used to give me? Because we don't activate it. There's not a spiritual context in it. We, we were more comfortable with the natural. And I understand that, but the truth is, if it's a spiritual gift, then we want to flow in spiritual things, don't we? We're spirit people, aren't we? See, not many of us are confident about that, are we? Or else you're just looking at me saying, I wish you got over this point. 
this point's the rest of my sermon, friends. Sorry. God wants us to develop spiritual gifting. And Paul says to us so clearly, hey, these are the work of the Spirit and and he'll use you in them and he wants to distribute them just as he determines. They they are a result of cooperating with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit wants... See, I'm on a quest, friends, because I think that too many Christians are living uh, uh, without the Word and the Spirit bringing life to them. You know, God has something to say to you through his word this week. Hello. God wants to speak life to you through his word. He wants you to pick up your Bible and read it and hear it and understand it and go, you know what, thank you, God. Thank you for revealing something about yourself. God will say something to you if you're willing to hear it. The Holy Spirit has come into your life to teach you what the word says and to help you discern the way forward in your life. That's what Jesus said, John 14, John 16. When you understand this, you realize that God wants to work with us. The Holy Spirit has come in to strengthen the church. It's the most important part of the work of the Spirit. It's not just to bring power. It's to bring the presence. It's to bring that relationship. It's to bring that sense of being led by the Lord into our lives, that God would speak to us. And it, it doesn't happen. It's not an audible voice. It's a sense of the Spirit speaking to me. It's a sense of the prompting of God. It's a sense of being nudged in a particular way, of feeling the uh, sense of unease when you take the step that you don't feel. It's learning to discern that that is the heart of what it means to be a Christian, to follow Jesus. And so I want you to just kind of think about it this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to come and release gifts. He wants to use you to speak wisdom from God into people's lives and to speak the scripture into somebody who needs to hear it. That's what the message of wisdom is about. He wants to use you to bring information into someone's life and to say to them, this is what God would say to you. Remember Jesus at the well when he met the woman who was uh, you know, drawing water from the well. He said, you know, have you not got a, um, uh, someone else to do that? And he says, oh, you know, I, I've got no husband. He said, you're right when you say you've got no husband because you've had four husbands and the man you live with is now not your husband. All of a sudden, the impartation of God, somebody came, something of the Spirit came. Now, I, I don't know about you, but when I read that, I think, well, isn't that cool? That's Jesus. We expect that from him. But actually, he expects it from us. That's why he's equipped us by his Spirit. Now, we have to learn that. We don't just go out and start saying weird things to people. You can imagine walking through town. You're right, you have no husband, and you've had four husbands. and We're not living off what Jesus said. No, we've got to be sensible about it. But actually... What we need to understand is God wants to release gifts of knowledge through the church. There will be people in your world this week who if you will be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say to you, ask them this. And you'll think to yourself. But all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will start to speak to you about them. Why? Because you're open to them. Some of them you'll have known for years. Other people you'll never met in your life. It doesn't matter. But, but there comes a time, I don't know about you, but I want to live in the overflow of that. I just don't want to live in the place where I go, because that's easy to live in, isn't it? See, where's the faith in living like that? Where's the sense of the Spirit? All these are the work of the Spirit. See, see, sometimes we want to have the Spirit. I used to say this, we want to have, this, we want to have trophy cabinets of the Spirit. Well, there are nine in, in Corinthians 12. I've, uh, oh, I've, I've seen some healing. Tick. I had a word of knowledge once. Tick. I've got lots of wisdom, tick. I can speak in tongues, tick. I've never interpreted, I've prophesied over people, tick. And what we do is we use gifts as trophies rather than as 
things that God's given us to practice, to flourish in. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Anybody at least sense the Holy Spirit saying, he's talking to you today? Because I think we need to stir up something of the gift in us. Okay, because we want to move to that. I haven't got time to finish the rest. Miraculous powers. Elijah prayed and it did not rain. Man, that would be a great prayer today. He's going to join me outside afterwards. Shabababadashanda. Come on. Wouldn't it be great to have some faith in the house? We're going to see some change. I don't know if you noticed, friends, but about eight weeks ago, we prayed that it would rain in Australia. Guess what? It's prayed. They've had so much rain, they're starting to have floods. Maybe God answers prayer. Maybe we just don't pay, spend long enough to notice. Ooh. See, I mean, sometimes we need to pray. Sometimes we need to stand before God and, and, and do what God's called us to do. Discernment of spirits that we can recognize where demonic spirits or uh, angelic spirits even are operating. We can sense where God's working. Speaking in tongues, using a heavenly prayer language, interpretation of tongues, bringing a clear message by translating what a heavenly prayer language might be saying within the context of a public gathering. These are gifts that God's given us. These are gifts that he wants us to understand. We need to understand that they are activated spiritually. Paul says to Timothy, don't neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Wow. That was a good meeting. Receive. (laughs) I wonder where I'm going with this. We need to understand that God wants some of us to activate gifts that he's put within us that have been dormant. Number four, our gifts need to be used. Paul says to Timothy again, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul reminds Timothy that he's been given gifts so that he can use them. He, he received something in the spirit. He, something was imparted to him. Something was dynamically put in that, that was a spiritual gift. It was a spiritual gift with a spiritual purpose that went beyond his natural gifting. And Paul says to him, don't neglect it. Fan it into flame. Stir it up. See, to stir up your gift, you have to use it. You have to say, well, you know, God gave me the gift of prophecy and I used to operate in the gift of prophecy, but I haven't prophesied over anybody for a long time. That's not God's fault. The gift is yours. You've got to operate in it. I used to speak in tongues, but, you know, I, I found that I wasn't really... A <laughs> my belly hit the thing again. Um, I wasn't really kind of uh, using the language and it's just, you know, nowadays and nowadays I just kind of in church, maybe I'll just go, Shalabalanda. And feel as if I've still got it. Paul says, I pray in tongues more than all of you. But in church, I'd rather speak in language that people understand. That's interesting, isn't it? It means when he's along with God, he's speaking in tongues. Why? Because anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. See, sometimes you've got to get along with God and just start to speak in tongues. And you feel a bit weird for a while. <laughs> Look in the mirror and do it. That's really strange. But you see, as you begin to speak in tongues and to begin to exercise the gift, what happens is your spirit starts to align with God's spirit. You start to listen. You start to become sensitive. You start to remind yourself, hey, this is a spiritual thing. This isn't just about my understanding and my intellect. It's a lot of intellectual Christians today, but not a lot of spirit-filled ones. Woo! We want to understand about God, but sometimes what we need to do is is experience that the Spirit of God is in us and live out of the overflow of that. Because Jesus said, out of your inmost being will flow rivers of living water. 
He didn't say, out of your inmost being will flow rivers of understanding. That offends us, doesn't it? I'm not saying we shouldn't understand, but the truth is, if you can understand everything about God, hey, you're God, guess what? I love it when God surprises me. I love it when I try and get my head around God, and actually he's bigger and more difficult than I am to understand. So we need to understand and get hold of it this morning. We need to stir up the gift. Ask the Holy Spirit to use you. How do you stir up the gift? Ask the Holy Spirit to use you. Ask God to give you a word for someone in your life, whether at work or at school or at church, whatever it is. Ask and say, God, please can you do it? Ask them if you can share what God gives you with them. Sometimes God gives us a word and we say, that's that's fascinating, Lord. I'm going to keep that just and pray for them. Well, maybe sometimes you should just do that, maybe. But sometimes you'd say, okay, can I just share something with you? I was praying for you and I felt the Lord say this. And here's the deal. If you want to use other gifts, be accountable in your gift. If you say to them, I felt the Lord said you should give me £100. And they get the wall out and go, so did I. Bless the Lord. You know you're on target. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. In case you want to bring me £100 afterwards, that's fine. We can do that. But if you say to someone, I I was just praying about you and I felt the Lord say you need to change your career. And they go, well, I don't think so. Don't say, well, the Lord told me, so it's up to you, mate. Just say, okay, well, don't, 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 don't pay any attention. Be humble about it. See, sometimes we get so spiritual, we become more prophetic than prophecy. We become more spiritual than the spirit. Just whisper and say, oh, I I felt, I wanted to say this to you because I felt the Lord said it. And I think it's important. Please, if it doesn't make sense, then just sit on it and wait on it. And it might, might be me. Just take your time. Use the gift carefully. But use the gift. See, so many people are afraid of using the gift wrong or afraid of being told that they don't think they're using it very well. They don't use it at all. And what happens by that is the church is weakened. And people's lives are left unimpacted because we won't step into using the gifts of the Spirit that God's given us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're not convinced, are you, this morning? It's all right, I can keep going. I've, I've got an hour. My wife's looking at me going, don't start, Dave. <laughs> Our gifts need to be used. I want you to ask yourself this morning, have you stopped stirring up the gift of the Spirit in your life? Have you stopped searching and asking God to use the gifts in you? Because maybe God wants to do something about it this morning. And then lastly, you'll be pleased to know, it's okay to desire other gifts. It's okay to desire other gifts. See, spiritual gifts aren't, aren't like uh, our natural gifts. You know, natural gifts, we can want to desire things, but we can't play them. I could desire to want to play the piano. I remember once in my old school, uh, my old uh, church, we had one of those pianos that has a demo mode, you know. So I put the demo mode on and just stood at the front playing. And somebody came in and said, Pastor, I didn't know you could play. I went, well, you know. It's just one of my many gifts. But the truth is, I couldn't. But spiritual gifts, the Bible says, eagerly desire the greater gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Isn't that interesting? It says, encourages us to ask for gifts that bring a benefit to people. It says, if you can stir that gift up, then eagerly desire it. Look for it. Ask God for it. Function in it. Because God wants to use you to bring his body uh, blessing and encouragement. We don't all have to have the same gifts. 
You know, at the end of Corinthians 12, it talks about it. Each, you're the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, prophets, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts. He says, listen, you don't have to have the gifts everybody else has, but listen, recognize that you have a heart to serve God and to serve people. And so ask God sometimes, Lord, would you allow me to use this gift to build up people, to serve people? Would you give me those gifts of knowledge? Because I want these people to know that you love them. So I want to be able to speak into their life in a way that they would, not, they would just be shocked that actually you, the God of heaven, would speak to me about them. See, eagerly desire it. Because as you desire it, God will give you the word. Because he promises to. It's not about us. It's not about how good we are. See, that's part of the deal that we do. We kind of do this thing, oh, I have to be more spiritual. I have to pray harder. I do all of that. Friends, all of that is good. But it doesn't, it's not, this is not a formula. If I pray and do this, then God will give me this. That's not true. It's not how God works. If that was true, I wouldn't be a pastor. Because many of you know I'm not good enough. <laughs> Phil's nodding. It's a very, very, very big I'm not. I know that. It's not about how good we are. It's about the grace of God. This is the gospel of grace. These are grace gifts. So I want you just to think this morning, just as we uh, come to a close in just a moment, how am I stirring up the gift of God? What gift am I asking God for? Have I just settled down? Because I think that's one of the challenges. I think that's one of the ways that the enemy of our soul uh, just makes us ineffective in, in using the gifts that God gives us. We just settle down. And, and that prophetic sense that we used to have, we, we, we remember it with fondness. We remember it when we used to you know, prophesy over people much easier than, than we do today. Because there was a boldness in us, there was a confidence in us, and then maybe we got it wrong one day, or somebody said no, and we took it and we got discouraged and we stopped using it. Or maybe we got disappointed with God and we said, well, I don't want to do that anymore. And these gifts just become dormant in our lives. And Paul says to Timothy, you've got to stir that gift up. It was given you by the elders. We, we prophesied over you and it came upon you. Will you not stir it up? Because here's the deal, if you don't stir it up, it won't get used. The thing that God has put in you, if you don't stir it up, it won't get used. Because God wants to use you for his purpose and for his glory. Okay. If you desire other gifts, ask the Lord for them. Get people who use that gift to pray and lay hands on you. I'll tell you now, Dave, Dave Campbell next week, he's one of the sharpest prophetic gifts I've heard ever. I don't care what he preaches on next week. He could preach on double-decker buses. But when he offers to pray for you, get up and say, I want to move in prophecy. Would you pray for me? Be open. Be ready. Say, I- I'm, willing to, I'm willing to receive something imparted from you. See, there comes that deal, doesn't there? I'm willing to be imparted. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him to pray for me before you lot. Because I want to carry something that he's experienced in God. Why? Because we believe in impartation, don't we? See, see, see some, if we believe in impartation, then sometimes we have to allow people to impart something. Hello? Because why? Because we're spirit people. Let people lay hands on you. Plague him. Give him my, I'll give you my permission. Follow him around the building going, will you pray for me, Dave? Will you pray for me? Just to irritate him. Come on, that'd be funny, wouldn't that? Wouldn't it be funny if he went away from Derby going, you know what? Those people are desperate for moving in the gifts of the spirit. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That's not bad. 
that's the worst thing that happens. That's okay, isn't it? But sometimes we're so proud, we don't want to say, hey, I need, I need to stir that gift up. Because we want to operate in the gifts that God has given us. We want to step into something. Teamwork, body ministry, being together is about each one of us using the gifts that God has given us to use. And the gifts that he makes available to us by his spirit. The gifts are to benefit other people. Some gifts are naturally developed, but others are spiritually activated in our lives. We need to stir up the gifts God has given us. And we need to ask God to bring new gifts into our lives because we want to carry the gifts of God in our lives. I wonder, can we just uh, stand now? We've come to the end of my message. And um, I wonder, would, uh, yeah, would the band come?